Welcome back, Southern California Prep Insider Sports Radio. Tommy Morris, uh, Bodie De Silva, no like seeing a chase future Aztec. Go Aztec. Wait, what's it saying? Is this Go Aztecs? Uh, yeah, I think it's Go Aztecs. I mean, the, the website is GoAztecs.com. Go Aztecs. We'll go with that. Uh, Christian has stepped out for the moment with Nolan to record our volleyball podcast over the net. So be sure to check that out. Um, in the next segment, we've got Full Time Hoops 1, Aaron Burgeon. Coming in here, he's walking the studio right now. We're gonna give him 15 minutes to settle in, then we'll get him in the next, the next segment. But for now, we gotta talk some golf. We gotta talk some track. Which one do you gentlemen would like to go first? Um, I can knock it out first. It's gonna be quick. All right, uh, go for so it. So we talked about last week the track and field. Uh, there was a Mount Carmel Invitational this weekend. So just to give a couple highlights uh, from that Invitational, Evan Brown from La Jolla, he jumped 22 feet which is a PR uh, for you track fans you know out there. Personal uh, record. Personal record. And and it's such a good feeling to PR. I mean, that's your, that should be your, that's your main goal. Is, is it weird to PR this early in the season? It doesn't normally happen towards the end. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's good to, it's good to have a PR in the beginning of the season because you're like, dang, I, I got really better from last season already. I've shown my improvement. So just to continue to work on that's a good sign. And this year in a long jump, in the long jump field, is very competitive after Jalen Jackson went to Cal. So he's gone. So there's a lot of good people out there in that field, and it's good that Evan Brown uh, showcased himself from day one. Uh, another one, Andrew Lugo from Canyon Crest. This actually happened at a dual meet, and um, he jumped 6'6 six, six, uh, PR for a high jump. And last year's best high jump was 6'6. Six, six. So he already meet that, that mark at meet number one. So I, I'm very excited to see how high he goes. And those long, ju- those high jump, man. When you get the slow clap going, and everyone's <laughs> just looking at you, and you do the little, uh, your little pre stance, and you jump over, it's it's an amazing thing to see. And then um, for girls, we got Brandy Atuatasi from West Hills. She threw 40 feet in the shot put, and for her first time, uh, for her first mark. And last year, last year that would be around like a top five time, uh, top five mark in the uh, county. So she's off to a great start. And then uh, Alyssa Hickey from Coronado, she jumped 19 feet in the long jump. And that's one foot away from her PR, which was the top mark last year. So a lot of these um, athletes starting off really strong in track. And um, I feel like they're going to push the limit with these numbers, man. It's exci- It's going to be exciting to see every week um, how they improve. Yeah, and yeah, they're going to just keep... Expecting more and more PRs as the season goes on. I'm expecting, yeah, right? Yeah, because this is like from meet one to get around these marks is uh, tremendous. And I feel like some records could be broken this year. I'm not going to guarantee it, but it's a, yeah, it's but, a great possibility. Okay, what are the names we should be, if we were on record watch? Record watch, uh, Keenan Christian, for sure. He, um, he'll he probably break his time, his first meet that he runs, and then continue to like slow it down by point or speed it up by point zero something every single meet. Alyssa Hickey, as you mentioned, she's probably going to – that was her first jump um, for her first invitation, and you're not really going all out, all out. So I expect her to, you know, get past that. And then, um, the honestly, the names I mentioned, they're the number ones now, and they're the num- number two or threes last year. So those – Play, those um, athletes that had that experience from last year are only going to get better now. Yeah, so no pressure, kids, but no expecting you all to break records. So <laughs> don't worry big about things, it. Big things, big things. <laughs> all right, so is that our track update? Yeah, that's our track update. All right, Chase, tell us about golf. All right, let's get into some golf. A uh, few great rounds to uh, highlight from this last week. Uh, on the 27th of February, uh, great name Shay Legu from, uh, from Steel Canyon shot a 32, which is three under. Um, that was at Steel Canyon Golf Course, and obviously a lot of you out there might not know where that is, what that is, but 
I'll tell you, take it from my word, Steel Cannon is one of the hardest courses in San Diego. Really great, really great start to the season to have that mark at Steel Canyon. Um, Jackson Voss and Zhang Hao Tian both shot two under, uh, one at Morgan Run South, one at Arrowwood. Uh, they play for San Mar- they golf for San Marcos and Cathedral, uh, respectively. And then the best round that we saw out of last week was uh, Andre Nacional from El Camino, who shot a three under, a 33 at Arrowwood. Um, the only one, none of the people actually that I mentioned there are from Torrey Pines, which shows you that there's going to be a lot more parity. I still fully expect Torrey Pines to take CIF as they always do. But I think that it's going to be a lot more fun to watch CIF and watch league races and division races play out this season. And we talked about this pre-show. Tory Pines is a B team as well, right? Yes, they have an A and a B team. Their A team is number one in San Diego. Their B team is number two in San Diego. Ridiculous. <laughs> and so, so when you explain to people when it gets to playoffs, what are they? Gonna, they're going to have to narrow it down to one team, right? Yes, they have to narrow it down to their A team. So what they can do is the reason that they have a B team is because they have so many phenomenal golfers that. that freaking school that they have kids compete on the B team that they know can qualify for individual CIF. So they'll qualify for individual CIF, but they won't necessarily golf with the team. But yeah, Got you. All they're right. ridiculous. So I'm looking forward to you two, Noah and Bodie. Noah, you're more of a football guy. Bodie, definitely more of a basketball guy. If there was one school in the county that could have an A and B team and still be competitive, Bodie, I'm going to ask you that question. I know I know, you put a lot on your guys' play right now. If Bodie, if you had to do it for basketball, who would you think would do it? And Noah, who do you think would do it for football? Because I think football, if you've got like 60 guys on your team, you can survive with your A team only having like 30, 40, and then fill out your B team with the, the rest of the guys. You give them to some Who's, time to think. I know. No, I got to give you guys some time to think. Who's got the deepest squad, I guess would be the, yeah, the other way to put it. Yeah, team in the county. Yeah. Um, I did want to discuss this, Tommy, as well. I looked at golf earlier today, and I looked how they do divisional alignment. Golf still does divisional alignment by enrollment. Right. So, how many school? How many sports still do that? I don't I know. Can't be, yeah, there can't be there, too many. There's a, there's a, yeah, wow, it's but it's whack. I know. I think tennis does it too. Yeah, it's ridiculous because you'll have schools like Helix in the same division as schools like Torrey Pines because we have similar enrollments. But then Helix is n- not as good as Torrey Pines in golf. But doesn't everyone generally play in the same tournaments? I mean, regardless of division or whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, when you get to CIF, you end up like you have to break it up by division for Team right. CIF. So you'll have a team like Helix, uh, and I'll use Helix as an example. Like w- if we were in D two or D three, where we probably should be based on skill level, we'd probably have a good shot at maybe even winning or at least competing. Whereas you put a team like Helix in Division one and throw them in with the Toy Pines, they get absolutely dominated. But then you also have teams like La Jolla Country Day who have smaller enrollments and are just dominating Division Three, So it doesn't give those schools a chance. It doesn't give lower skill level teams as much of a chance. Is there no, like, open, like for CIF, there's no, like, open no. tournament where you get the best kids? No, the reason they did open is because they started dividing it by skill level rather than enrollment, and that's when gotcha. the open system was implemented. Yeah. It's tough. All right, I, you guys. So to, we to answer enough? your question on that, Tommy, in basketball, you'd really like to have seven or eight, I think. I mean, not all teams are no, yeah. lucky enough to have I'll maybe seven or eight they want to play. If you could split it into two rotations. Like, two, two, like yeah, so like the varsity, you, you get rid of the top eight guys, fine, and then you have the, the bottom eight guys. The answer I'll give you off of that, just kind of with the recency bias, would be Torrey Pines, your open division right. winner this year. They played throughout the year, typically eight kids. If you add in their junior varsity team, they went 28-0. 
So I'll, I'll give you that just based on maybe some of those kids could help out. But basketball-wise, it's tough. You just... I mean, you can have a, a team be competitive if you were to add T.J. Leaf like Foothills Christian had. I mean, right. you put him on any team and you're a contender. But I think depth-wise, you got to have more than seven or eight each. Yeah, no, you can figure uh, out football. Man, I mean, it's so tough because there's so many players on the team. But I feel like uh, Cathedral, I'm, I'm going to go with their defending open division champions because, I mean, you look at the way they run their offense, wing T. So Sean Poma is technically their, like, number one back, but their wings are pretty good. They're number two, number three backs. Um, their JV team's coach well, And Xavier Watson's a good running back, too. Exactly, and they have, and they have um, Braden Soprani, a JV coach. So he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a good – he'd have those guys He'd prepared. be the varsity B coach. <laughs> exactly, and I think they'd be in good hands, man. He's a great He's a great coach. And I feel like that team would be able to put something together. With with Noah's comment, I think Cathedral's a good choice there because they are a team where not a ton of guys are playing both ways. So that's one you could kind of do easier if you split up that way, um, where guys are going to be more rested and, and things like that. I've kind of had this thought. But, uh, you don't have so many of these down here in San Diego, but in the southern section and other places of the country, we have these like super teams like a Bishop Gorman or a Modern Day. They should be allowed to have a B team that competes in the lower division, I think, because... It kind of stinks for the kids who just want the experience of playing, but you don't get that if you're at a school that recruits a full roster, basically. Yeah, you, know, you could be on, let's see, you could be a backup on, like, John Bosco and yeah. be, like, second-team Australia. And- <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's realistic. They, they, they would be, I mean, I think if you took those teams, you took their, you, you give, you put the top 50 kids on varsity, fine, and then you have the rest of the student population play, you could have probably a Division two, Division three team that would contend. For the championship yeah. of that division, and I really think get, get them exposure because because I remember have you guys watched QB one the season yes. two yep. season two yeah. so they have Real the, Mitchell Real Mitchell so he's going to he went to what West Iowa State Iowa State, Iowa yeah. State and the backup is who was he I know at the DJ Yuga yeah now that same kid is like he has D one offers now too he is the best quarterback in the uh, 2020 class yeah. So in the world there ever. You have it yeah. there. And then you have Rio, Rio Mitch, like, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, going back to that, I mean, I remember when that happened because that's when we started expanding to Southern California, and that was a big deal. And, and also with Rio Mitchell, that killed a lot of his recruiting stuff because people are like, a sophomore starting over him? <laughs> so, it, I, yeah. I, but, yeah, I mean, if you had two teams, I, I think you would have to, at the beginning of the season, be like, look, this is our A team, this is our B team. Well, last year, DJ Ralph was a... Um, back up too. JV. Well, you have that that rule now where if you're just playing offense, you can do both, okay. which I think is great for quarterbacks because I think yeah. every single backup quarterback should also start in JV because that was him getting reps. reps. I mean, yeah, I agree with that sentiment, 100 percent. Is that because you did it? Yeah. Shout out Chase. <laughs> we we're talking uh, who would be like the B team if you could make a B team for football and basketball. Football and basketball. We we're talking about to Torrey Pines still? B team and golf. Because so Torrey Pines' A team is a number one golf team in the county. Torrey Pines' B team for golf is the number two team in the county. <laughs> With, yeah, it's absurd. So that's what we we're saying. Like for a, for a football team or a basketball team, who do you think could compete? Like That is outrageous. You know what that makes me think, though, is that uh, we have somebody here in the studio who can talk about the B team, the, uh, the CIF second team of basketball. His name is Aaron uh, Bergeron. Uh, keep, keep playing, keep playing. Uh, <laughs> at full time hoops one. That's all you need to know. We're hey, going. To, we're going to commercial break. Aaron, you want to say hi before we go to commercial break? It's good, everybody. What's good, San Diego? You're gonna have a ton of Aaron coming up in three minutes or in, in uh, quick minutes. I'm gonna want to say the exact time. <laughs> You're listening to Southern California Prep Insider Sports Radio here in San Diego Sports Leader, the Mighty 1090. Ooh. 
Welcome back, Southern California Prep Insider Sports Radio. Tommy Morris, Christian Pedersen, Noah Alexina, Bodie Silva, future Aztec, intern Chase. Oh, I thought you were going to say AJ. Oh. No, we need AJ, AJ a little bit longer, but we have full-time hoops one in the building. The most knowledgeable basketball mind that I know. I'll give you that. He's like the, the like, basketball Bro? uncle of Twitter. Like, everybody knows full-time. If you if you pick a, a school from San Diego and you just name a year in the last 15 years, I'm sure Aaron can tell you the starting And line. it's the upcomers, too. You you know what everything, what, through seventh grade? A uh, little bit. Let's also put this. We, we had it on the poll earlier this year. Do you think that full-time hoops one is a Greek oracle? Like that that's that's the level of connection he has to the basketball universe. Y'all are silly y'all are silly, man. What's up, guys? Yeah, thanks. No, we know that you think we're silly. That's why you avoided coming to this studio to <laughs> literally till after the season. <laughs> you tried to maintain this whole I work in journalism, I'm above the muck. And what? Yet, and yet you are He's finally down here. I got one car and a family, bro. How are you, man? Let's go. Let's talk. Let's rock. Let's, let's get in it. I have a car with a, two, a two brakes in the windshield. Do you want to play this game? Let's do it. That's not fellas. If you need, if you need, if you need photos of how beat up our cars are and how nice Bodie is, go to our Instagram SD Prep Insider. We'll put it on the. Bodie got Tory Pines money though. You know Bo- no, Bodie isn't the best license plate for sure. <laughs> SD Preps, nice. Bo- all right. I feel like Noah, you'd have a license plate that was just somehow a photo of you looking fresh. No, the like, problem, no, 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 no. Photo license. No, no, no. The problem with Noah is if you got a vanity license plate, he'd have to change it like every two months to the next cool word. Like at, at the moment, probably <laughs> it'd be like <laughs> drip. Stay updated. Yeah. Noah's, <laughs> Noah's license plate should just be his most recent tweet. <laughs> it came, no, not his most recent one. That one is a little appropriate. But chill, chill, let's get to some basketball. Right? <laughs> basketball. Okay, so, Aaron, we're glad you stopped by because we're we're down to the last couple of days of the state tournament. Crazy, right? The the CIF first and second teams have been announced. Yep. All league teams have been announced everywhere. So we've got an hour and a half's worth of basketball that we're going to try and truncate down into however much time you have until the kids. Finally, start screaming, take us home. Um, so, where you know, do you, my daughter wants to jump in the booth at some let, point. Let you know, she can. She totally can. Uh, but, uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start chronologically? With I mean, what's well, most let's, recent? Just, let's talk with what's going on right now. We got two teams left on the boys' side. They're still playing. Hoya Country Day, San Diego Southwest. A little tidbit about today Bakersfield Foothill had to move their um, playoff game out of their home gym because Southwest is bringing too many people up. Um, to Bakersfield. That's pretty That's wild. awesome. That's wild. I mean, so they got to move it to Bakersfield North. The Southwest is bringing half the community. Uh, it should be <laughs> Not really, just the school, the community. No, like the whole community. San, how, South, Southwest San Isidro is coming in. You know, last year, Division 5 finals, I mean, they completely packed La Costa Canyon. It was, it was wild, right? No, no, they were at LCC last year when they beat uh, San Diego Academy. They were at LCC. I don't even remember what games I was at. Christian, don't don't <laughs> argue with an encyclopedia. Okay, uh, don't don't that, do though, that. I, I like how CIF uh, has made the rule where the seats are reserved, at least half of them, yeah. for the opposing team f- up to 15 minutes before. I think that's key to to encourage the visiting team, especially with a long distance, to bring as many as they can. Exactly, and I think Southwest obviously is taking advantage of it, and now they've put foothills at a di- foothill at a disadvantage because you know they lose that home court advantage. They've got to play on a neutral court. It's still in Bakersfield, but, you know, um, kudos to Southwest for packing it in. Uh, Country Day, I heard they're going to have, like, a party bus going up to uh, Crescenta Valley for their Division Three regional final game. 
Christina Valley maybe I think Tariq, Tarek Fotal from the Daily News said they may be the first team in the open division era to have a, a roster that's not on max reps. So if you're a casual oh my basketball goodness. fan, you have no idea who's on Crescent Valley. So we that, talked about this. On well, the wait, show wait, wait, wait. Is that by design or is that because it's, they're so new and they, they're not? No, really Crescent Valley is one of the oldest schools in that area. I mean, they've been around forever. I some part of me thinks that maybe they didn't think they were going to make it this far, and like you know, our team's okay, but now we're in the state championship. Oh my goodness! We're gonna like, put it on the poll. <laughs> that's, what give, that's like giving them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's we're wild. hoping that that's what the case was. You know what I'm saying? Let's throw it on the poll. Are you the worst if you don't put your <laughs> rosters on max? Press? I mean, I get the stats. I mean, I, I, I to your emails. Coaches. No, I totally understand not putting your stats up. I mean, some people don't want to give it away, but it's like your roster, dude. Come on. Now, I've talked man. to coaches that volunteer put in the wrong stats so that you can't scout their team. Mm-hmm. I've talked to coaches that put in their JV roster so you can't scout their team. Wow. And I once had a coach tell me, you do it. Um, uh, did you know that Jim Mor- hey. Hey, wait. Did you know that Jim Morrison and the Doors once played at Crescenta Valley High School back in 1967? I did not know that. That's pretty well. 1967. They don't have a max prep. 67. With the rest of us, huh? They're like, nah, we're going to stick to that. that they peaked at Age Creek, man, bro. This is Crescenta Valley. They peaked in that year. They peaked at that year. So they just they stopped doing recording anything after 1967. So we got a pair of teams still playing in the state finals. That is super impressive considering that some of our teams had to play against each other in the first rounds, and I'm not here to debate the seeding styles and all that, but to come out with the limited number of, of representatives that we had out of that first round to still have two teams doing it, including Southwest, which back-to-back CIF champs, Diego Edwards is quickly securing his legacy as one of the more underrated, underappreciated while he was here type talents. I mean, um, people haven't seen him play. I mean, that's the crazy thing about it. He's been doing this for three years and people are just now starting to understand how good this player, this kid is. I mean, that's wild to me. It's a little too little too late on in terms of our appreciating him. But, uh, well, uh, you know, he did make all CIF second team, which was good. Well, and, and that's why we can transition into this. Um, you want to start second team, work our way to first team, uh, sort of give us the who made the squad, and I will leave it up to the room to sort of react, agree. Uh, we can disagree. We can debate it if you guys want Um I personally was in on the voting, and Aaron, you would have been in on the voting if not for the kids sitting to your right. Being, Some sort of conflict being of interest. related <laughs> to you um, and good enough to be voted for. Um, I can tell you this. There was a ton of names. Yeah. And basketball is a hard sport because there's not a ton of spots. Yeah. Football, you get a ton of names, but you have guys that are wide receivers that you can also put as a DB. You get guys that are kick returners that you can throw on first team. Like Basketball does not have that flexibility, so this is a very easy way to forget, sleep on, insult all sorts of teams, but this is the best consensus that the voters could come up with. So, Aaron, uh, fill us in on who made second team all CIF for San Diego section boys basketball. Man, I'm trying to pull it up as Deal. we I'm trying to pull um, it up as we speak. Uh I think Diego Edwards, uh, Dominic Safarda Valhalla. Uh, from Valhalla, DJ Dudley, a freshman from San Isidro. Uh, come on, help me out. There we go. Oh, perfect. Adam Sever from Poway was Palomar League Player of the Year. Jalen Nelson from Carlsbad, all Ava West first teamer. Uh, Jaron Affaretti, uh could have been a Lifetime Achievement Award. He's been around. He probably has a doctorate right now. I, I, you know, he's been around forever. I remember him <laughs> shooting free throws as a five foot four Sacred freshman heart yeah. on ESPN to win the game. That's wild. And now he gets honored All CIF Second Team. Jordan Hillstock, a surprise to me, 
on the second team. I thought he should have been a first-teamer. Uh, Kimo Ferrari from Francis Parker. Marquise Edwards, another one of those players who a lot of people don't really know about, even though they won a CIF title last year. He's put up crazy numbers this year. Uh, Thomas Notriani, a sophomore who passed a thousand point barrier at Cathedral Catholic this year, you know, really good season for him. So that was that was the second team, you know. And you know, if we're if we're going to talk about guys who you know I I think had a chance to make that team, I think the first couple of names that come to mind are Chase Pagan from Santa Fe Christian and Makai Morris from Vista. Those are those are the two that immediately come to mind. Well, that's why you have this uh, platform is yeah. to say that with literally no feedback. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I love it from an entire room that's just kind of nodded yeah. along. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, knows more about basketball than us. I mean, so, yeah. the, the way I, I was talking about Vista. It, 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 I was. Uh, you were. Uh, so I, I agree with you on that. Well, yeah. uh, we also have first team to get to and yeah. so much more, including we're going to ask AJ how uh, and who he's playing against uh, in pool right now on his iPhone because um, that seems infinitely more entertaining. As he and creeps away from the mics. And out for the daughter <laughs> and all of that goodness coming up uh, another segment or two, hopefully, even with, uh, with full-time hoops. We also got to ask AJ where he's going to put the second ring, which figures he can go with. Those are the tough questions you have to ask on this radio show. Yes, sir. Let's also get Baz on the phone and ask him if he's going to go shirtless throughout the football season again Baz, this year. Baz is like 105-degree fever. He ain't answering nobody's phones. Deal. Today. Ah. I, don't go anywhere. Listen to Southern California Prep Insider here on San Diego Sports Leader, the Mighty 1090. Welcome back, Southern California Prep Insider Sports Radio. We got a full house in here. Hang on. Wait. All right. So we got Tommy Morris, Christian Pedersen, Noah, Alexi, Bodhi Silva, Future Asset, Chase, Full Time Hoops. So AB Aaron's in here. The, the the Wikipedia Encyclopedia, whatever you want to call it, of high school basketball. And. I don't know if that uh, qualified as 90s rap coming back, but that's our theme for tonight. I didn't hear it. Dang, that's wool. It was good. It was good? Yeah. Aw, oh, man. It was Country Grammar by, by Nelly. That's not 90s. That's 2000. I think it's a two. It was firmly 2000. That was my freshman year in college. Was 2001. Good. 2001, Brandon says. No, it was 2000. Exactly 2000. It was on. It was, he, he just knows these It was things. right before. I, I trust you. Yo, I, MT, yeah. It was right when the MTV2 bought the box, and it was always on MTV2 all the time. 2000, like the, right before the summer of my senior year, going to freshman year. That was a song. By the way, I just looked it up. Just looked it up. Released uh, 2000. Right now on Netflix, uh, the 2000s is up on Netflix. I've watched. Really I watched it all. It's really good. Really? That's We're also going to put the it first on, two. We're going to put it on the poll. Are you willing to challenge full time hoops one at a pop culture quiz? No, no quiz. No, Do not challenge this really. man in any quiz. It's anything. A, there's no chance. I. It's all good. Let's go. No. <laughs> yeah, I, no. no. Hey, I, he wants the competition. I. I have no way of competing with this man. I don't. Yeah. I, there's no, no way. Volunteering for the joke. The basketball uncle. Man. This is unleaded over here. Y'all just got gas. Y'all gassing me up, man. Wow, bro. <laughs> we're trying to get you to come back again. Uh, yeah. For sure, for sure. I'm going to be around. So we were talking about what uh, all section, all CIF first team. Yeah, so you were you had uh, discussed second team with us. You were going to yeah. run us through first team because, uh, you know, the stakes go even higher to who oh, yeah. we, we, Definitely. we can debate on that. But this is mostly meant to just be a celebration mm-hmm. of it. But of course. Uh, give us first team and then uh, – if there is, we don't need to go league by league, but between Bodie, Noah, 
uh, uh, you, anyone in this room, if there's any first-team all-league type nominees that you would just like to give some love to, yeah. uh, the, the platform's all yours. Let's start though with first-team all-CIF. All right, we got the Pontiff Player of the Year, Bryce Pope from Torrey Pines, uh, Chibuzo Ogbo from the Saints, DJ Carter Hollinger, Foothills Christian, headed to Montana, Kyle Perinata, the Aztecs' all-time leading scorer in Montgomery, uh, making the first team. Luke Hopp from Saints, Chibuzo's teammate. Michael Pope, uh, the twin brother of Bryce. Obina Anyanwu from Cathedral Catholic. Ryan Langborg from La Jolla Country Day, who's still playing, as we mentioned before. Uh, Yasin Garam, Foothills Christian, another teammate. And Boogie Ellis from Mission Bay. Um, Can I ask a, a, a follow-up? Because you know a lot about the recruiting, all that kind of stuff. So Bryce yeah. Pope going to UCSD, UCSD transitioning into that Division One phase. So how are kids kind of handling that when, when, when UCSD talks? And they're obviously going to be a Division One school pretty soon, but they have that kind of weird thing where they're not really in the postseason. So if you're a kid and they talk to you, where do you kind of slot them versus maybe you know a, a school in the WAC or like you know a Division Two school? How, how, do, how are they being perceived right now by kids? I mean, I think it's – the perception is, like, if you want to go to that school, you're going to go. I think right. that's really what it is. Bryce Pope is a perfect example. Obviously, they're going to have that probationary period, but, you know, this is a school that's close to home. Um, he'll, you know, he'll be loved there, um, and it's a great school. It's already a legend in that building. Exactly. I mean, so I, I, I don't think that kids – I think certain kids are going to perceive it as, you know, maybe lower on the totem pole because they want that opportunity to play in the tournament – but for the most part, if they're recruiting a kid, the kid probably wants to go there because he wants to go to UCSD. Right, and good academic school. As and, well. I, and I'll say this too: I think it's it's super exciting to see um, kids today, especially in the San Diego uh, section for all sports, really um, not just go to that big school like they take their highest offer. They are really appreciative now of like these D two offers that they're getting, um, these D one AA offers that they're getting, and going to the Ivy League schools instead of going to you know, say a uh, school that's going to be more top in the nation. You know, and, and, and the thing is, Bryce is going to play Division One basketball. Right. You know, at some yeah. point in his career, he is going to play D1 basketball. That's, you know, that's what you want to do. I mean, and he ha- obviously he had some other uh, opportunities. Army, I think, and Navy both offered. Um, but this was more appealing, and he gets to stay close to home. Can't ask for more. It's going to be pretty awesome. San Diego's got three Division One schools, one Division Two school, and an NAIA. Two Division Two. Two. Yeah, you got Cal State San Marcos. I forgot about San Marcos. That's right, that's right, that's right. And then you have the NAIA NAIA options as well. San Diego Christian, you got St. Catharines coming up. I mean, yeah, there's a plethora of options. JUCOs, if you you know if you got to go that route, there's plenty that are putting kids at the next level. I mean, it's you know San Diego's in a good situation right now, basketball wise. Is that everybody from first team all CIF? Yeah, that was um, that was the first team. I mean, we also got to address Sam Eshelman from Carl's Coach of the Year, coach big of time, the year. big time. And, and and you had a very poignant tweet, which I am bummed to hear that Baz is sick and we couldn't call him up right now. But uh, <laughs> uh, Basil Fontenot from San Diego. I mean, that's that's a one to uh, the head coach at Southwest San Diego. Steve Sullen. Uh, Steve yeah. Sullen deserves maybe one, two, you know, one A, one B, one C. So. Uh, Aaron, could you provide a little bit of context first for Sam Eshelman yeah. because he is officially the coach of the yeah, year. Yeah, he's coach of the year. And give I, us a, a paragraph on each of those. I mean, coaches, I think maybe. his I think his credentials speak for themselves. He took over a program that won nine games in two seasons under the previous um, coaching um, administration, uh, turned it around, made it to the Division Three finals a year ago, and won the Division Two championship running away this year. Uh, integrated a, a key transfer on the fly and was able to. You know, work him in, and and they took off. I mean, that's he did an excellent coaching job. I mean, and there were things behind the scenes. Obviously, people don't know about 
one of his best players, Carter Pluche, was injured the entire season. Couldn't shoot the ball beyond 15 feet. So, you know, having to work around those type of constraints, I mean, that's an excellent job. Basil Fontenot from San Diego, if you want to talk about programs with like a beleaguered uh, pass, I mean, ever since Jeremy Tyler left school a year early, they've been on a downward track. Two win, two win seasons, a six win season. And he took over and they were eight, I think seven and 20 and it won a division for a playoff game. Within two years, he's 60 and thir- three seasons. He's 60 and 32. He's won two CIF, CIF titles. Um, you can't say enough about the job that he's done. And then, of course, Steve Sellens. Steve Sellens been there longer than any coach in San Diego. I mean, he's been – I think he's been there longer than Olive, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it's 25 20, years. Yeah. 24, 25, yeah, so he's – you know, and he ha- he's had success at Southwest. But, you know, with the proliferations of schools down there, you know, with the East Lake area exploding, uh, San Isidro taking off, enrollment plummeting at Southwest, it's been hard at times to field not only competitive teams but teams – Period. I mean, I remember before the start of last year, uh, selling. I, I, I emailed selling like, you know, how are you guys going to be? He's like, you know, if these kids come out, we should be pretty good. I'm like, what do you mean if these kids come out? He wasn't sure if they were going to come out to the team because they were tired of losing. They win the Division Five championship with the three kids that he said, if they came out, we'd be good. And this year he repeats it again, wins Division Four, running away, has a chance for a state title. Three excellent coaches. You couldn't ask – for a better pick, you know, between those three. And you mentioned the if the kids come out to play thing. And I think what is helping that is the way that CF changed the divisions. We're mm-hmm. making re- so. How do you think that's helped some of these schools that were down in the dumps and now back on the upswing? Well, take take for example San Diego. If they were a Division One school by enro- they're a Division One school by enrollment, they probably wouldn't sniff a championship against you know the Torrey Pines of the world, the Vistas of the world, which are their same you know their student enrollment. But giving them an opportunity to grow the program from Division Four to Division Three this year, Division Two next year, by the time they get to Division One, they'll have confidence, their players will be ready, and the program will be fully established. And I think that's you know been the beauty of the competitive balance. Uh, correction on Steve Selland. He just finished his 33rd year at oh Southwest. 33 <laughs> seasons. That's amazing. I- I can't even stand having my kid in the household for 18 years. I'm trying to get him out of my house. 33 years at a school, man. Dedicated. I go crazy. Crazy. And uh, you get a lot of gear. <laughs> Dude, the vintage. We need to get him His in here. Co- see the vintage uh, um, 80s Southwest Raiders. I want to see like that, a, that Cardinal a gold from back in 1984. Yeah, I'd be fired. Only thing is, man, Selen doesn't. Selen's a man of very few words. Getting him to, you know, I've interviewed him a couple of times. And it's like, you know, he's like Greg Popovich. You know, how do you guys think you did? Great. I'm glad you bring that up because there's another man of few words here in the studio right now. Yeah. Two years ago, uh, we introduced AJ on the podcast as a background character, if you will. Back in, uh, were, were you an eighth grader when this happened? No, he was a freshman. That was his freshman year. No, I think it was before, yeah, wasn't it? Was, no, it was his freshman year. Okay, all right. Um he he was sort of a sort of a hey how, how, how's it going uh, you know we had to put subtitles under um and there was a microphone right in front of him uh fast forward two CIF championships I'm able to squeeze about 45 seconds of post game interview out of him so uh, and he's grown a lot considerably unfortunately since though this is an entirely audio medium you have to speak otherwise it is just painfully bad. Um, <laughs> You'll be all right. So no, you you can't have dad save you. So um, just uh, 
tell us a little bit about what the last couple of years have been like at San Diego. I mean, you you took a team that you are the identifiable basketball talent, but there's also a couple football players on there. There's there's a weird mishmash of you guys are not a basketball powerhouse. You guys are not, oh, we put five travel ball players together from all over the county and we're just running through everyone. You are, you know, some of those guys are, they played their last basketball, they're walking away from the sport, and they're never going to you know, pick it up in rec ball in 10 years. But so with that kind of mix of everything, with Baz coming in to rebuild it, I mean, the, San Diego as a school is going to be closed down like five years ago. So just what's the experience been like for you the last couple of years uh, of just being part of this whole program and winning so many titles? I mean, it's great. Like going into my high school year or high school, I guess, career, there were like a lot of doubts. Like it was D4. Um wasn't really good at basketball. Leaky gym. Are you talking yeah. about the school or you? Leaky gym. <laughs> school. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the school vibe has just been great like the past two years. It's been a great like experience. Just there's a lot of confidence in us right now and our next years to come. What would you say like the support of the school has been from, you know, the beginning of your freshman year until now, like students coming out to games and stuff like that? Has, has it drastically changed or is it still kind of the same? It's still kind of the same. I mean, not to really throw shade, but our oh, please AS- do, please do. <laughs> our ASB doesn't really care for anyone except the football program. That's tough. So, That's a blow. Like, I hope they're listening. Too. <laughs> I mean, they had a they had a whiteout um, for a state playoff game, and I think the there were like seven kids wearing white. Yeah, I mean, so they still got a ways <laughs> to go. They got to grow some things. Our student section is like eighty percent parents. And- okay, but you got. You, does the student section have a name yet? That's where the cave, yeah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get it named, and you gotta get it like a Twitter account and an Instagram, and then no. Well, we're gonna Not put it on the we're gonna put it on the poll. Does it count as a student section if it's majority parents? <laughs> um, I think the qualifying word there is student, so I would argue That's no. Breaking word. Huh? I mean, if it's college and you got a whole bunch of Rodney Dangerfields and back to school, of course, then it might count. But like high school, no. That's like. You know, that's to catch a predator. You know? <laughs> that's like that, like, uh, type. You got to start letting the middle schoolers in there. <laughs> then then you can just kind of fill it up a little bit more, I think. But, I mean, kind of chiming in what he said. You know, as a parent coming in, I was, you know, come come back. As a parent, I, I was. <laughs> AJ was trying to sneak out of there. No chance. <laughs> yeah. no, I wasn't sold on the program, you know, coming in. You know, he went to Roosevelt Middle School. So, San Diego High was the natural uh, matriculation. So, you know, he wanted to be with his friends. They were all pretty much going there. The IS program, the International Study School, is an amazing, amazing academic experience. You know, but the athletics, you know, were I think the thing they were most known for the past couple of years was having the first female football coach. I mean, that was like the big news. I remember that because I I went to every single one of her games because. I was working for a different company back then, and if she won, she'd been the first one to win a game, and she did not. Wait, yeah. but it wasn't her fault. Not not no. a lot of kids on that team, but oh. it was so, six games in a row. So you had <laughs> – You were just waiting, huh? I, 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 that was going to be the best story of the year, but yeah. it never happened. Sorry, go. So you had – you know, football finally started to you know, tick up, and basketball, when they, when they hired Baz, you know, we had an opportunity to see what they were doing during the summer, and, you know, it was it, it felt like a good fit. And it's worked out so far. I mean, I guess the one lesson is that, you know, kids, you don't always have to, you know, choose the bigger name school or, you know, the the program with the, you know, with who's won all the titles or, you know, go to a prep school or go to a basketball factory. 
you know, if you, you stay home and just take care of business, you're going to be fine. I, I like the sentiment too. Stay high school is about playing with your friends and having a good time. I mean, you you've got the AU circuit and all kind of stuff for that thing, but you you it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to play with the, your friends you've grown up with. So I'm I'm all with you on that. Travel ball just around the corner too. Oh, oh man, that it's, it's travel season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when we Why come do you back, you still have to try out. Can't you just drop your rings on the table and be like, <laughs> "My team now." <laughs> Not when your teammates are all in the open division. <laughs> uh, when we come back, we'll talk more basketball. You listen to Southern California Prep Insider Sports Radio here in San Diego Sports Leader, the Mighty 1090. Yes, sir. Welcome back, Southern California Prep Insider Sports Radio. Tommy Morris, No Like Cena, Bodie Silva, Christian Pedersen, Future Aztec, Chase, congratulations. Elastic. At Full Time Hoops 1. Also here as well. We almost had a all-out brawl here about fast food at the commercial break. <laughs> I think I can um, summarize it simple enough for you, Tommy. We'll put it on the poll. Are you willing to fight someone over In-N-Out's fries? <laughs> I think that's the core of all this. Aaron, before we go down that road, do you have any basketball left that you want to discuss? Because chances are, once that. this train goes off the track, <laughs> we're not going not, not to be able to be like, oh, so tell me about the developmental leagues. Well, like, you guys are just going <laughs> to massively overvote me. So I got a ton of content coming up on the website. Uh, I just dropped my um, all-region picks. Uh, Bryce was my player of the year. Uh, freshman of the year is going to be coming out tomorrow. Big surprise. It's going to be uh, DJ Dudley. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I think I guess that one. Uh, sophomore of the year is going to be Obina on Yanwu, and I'm going to have an all-sophomore, all-freshman team, uh, most improved, and uh, defensive player of the year as well. You know, just kind of going through the whole gamut and just trying to give everybody enough content to, you know, satisfy them until next season for the casual fans. And then, of course, for the diehards, you know, we, we're starting uh, travel ball season in, in the next month or so. That's when your thumbs explode from too much tweeting, I think. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean – and, and and it's going to be the first year where we have to deal with the new uh, with the new NCAA recruiting calendar. We're going to see how all that shakes out. I mean, it's can, can you break that down for everyone listening right now? What what is the new calendar for the NCAA? So obviously they made some changes. Uh, Condoleezza Rice and her NCAA commission uh, wanted to kind of de-emphasize AAU basketball and give a lot more power to high schools. Uh, limiting the recru- uh, the live periods in July, the weekends where colleges can come out and watch uh, players and teams at certified tournaments to one weekend in July where in the past it used to be three weekends, Ju- uh, the beginning of July, the middle, and then the last, the last weekend was the Vegas weekend. So they've replaced two of those weekends with NCAA uh, developmental camps, and then they've added two live period weekends in June for high schools – What'd you say? AJ, if you're going to say something, into the, the mic, mic, dude. into the mic. <laughs> oh, into oh. the mic. <laughs> <laughs> As a mic flies. You know, so, so uh, Cali yeah. kids, Cali kids are going to get the short end of the stick as are a lot of, uh, t- a lot of uh, states because they're not going to do live periods in June at this point. Um, right now, they've several states have declined it. And then in April, because of how the calendar is, um, you know, Easter's kind of late. There's only going to be one live period in April. So this year, there are two weekends where high school players can be seen by colleges. In previous years, there were five. Um, and that's that's a huge – for the 2020 kids who are under the radar, they're going to be really hard-pressed to, you know, find some of those, you know, colleges, you know, that are interested in them. And colleges are going to have a tough time finding those sleepers because there's just not enough time. You know? So bad rule overall, you think? 
I think there's got to have to be some changes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to have to. But I'm I'm definitely really ready to go about this fry thing because, you know, we, we're talking about in and out fries. And anybody who follows me on Twitter already knows what the deal is. Brandon Soprenard has already chimed in just quote tweeting it saying trash. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I, I I don't know if In and Out like pays Mighty Ten Ninety. I'm sorry if I'm like <laughs> if you guys are gonna lose like a you know a big ad, but uh, <laughs> no, our our yeah. producer will just hit the dump button as Whatever. soon as we accidentally uh, end up stepping over. Uh, uh, the wrong yeah, I I mean, uh, yeah. So, we, well, let's go about it this way. Yeah. Do uh, do we initially eliminate curly seasoned waffle? Any of those types of fries? Are we really just talking about regular? Like string cut, like potato fries, or or can something like Jack in the Box's curly fries make a run at the top? Spot? I think that's cheating. That's almost. a cheat code, man. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll throw that. We'll throw that all out of the way. We'll throw that all out of the way. We'll throw that all. Out I mean, of the I way. think a waffle fry is fine because it's the same. I mean, it's a, it's a potato, but like so it's a season. Se- se- okay, you so can't throw. Yeah, you can't throw seasoning. Yeah. What? Oh yeah. You already <laughs> <hit my turn. laughs> yeah. So, Into the mic. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that's the only thing. No okay, so, season. So, so, texture, crispiness, crunchiness, golden brownsiness. Like, what do you – speed bump. Stop trying to play defense against the show, man. Um, what are you looking for in a good fry? I want to – well, one, I want a fry that's made of a real potato. Um, <laughs> you know, I want a fry that has a good amount of uh, – a good amount of salt. Uh I, I like my fry. I like my fries to have nice body, um, to be a little <laughs> denser than you know. No, not in and out. <laughs> no, I want a Five Guys French fry. My my ideal French fry guys came from a place in Los Angeles that just closed in December. It was called Capital Burger. It was off oh, of French on Pico. They for a buck fifty, you could get like a bag of fries that would fill you up for the entire day. And, and that sounds amazing. They were asymmetrical. I mean, it was just <laughs> it was huge, huge, right? And so, like, I grew up eating those. So, and they, and they cut them right there in front of you. And like the old man, real deal. Yeah, yeah but, no gimmicks. Around yeah, here. it was like it was it, it it was a shotgun shack. It looked like a drug front. Uh, like a, <laughs> no, it looked like a, it looked like a, a drug shack. And this old guy, he was sweetest, you know, sweetest pie. Greek guy John, his name was John Stamos. I'm not kidding. Ah, and he was there. I love for his like, work in um, he was there Full House. He was there for 35 <laughs> years cutting potatoes. He passed away in 2013, and then his um his son took over. His son looks like Tex Cobb. If you guys, if you look up Tex Cobb, um, he just this surly big guy. You know. Oh, he looks like a mountain man. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this thoroughly big dude. And and he was just like, he'd cut fries and grunt at you, you know, and, and it was a great experience. He kind of looks like a, like a monster version of John C. Riley. Yeah. No, it's like it's like a mean John C. Riley. Yeah, exactly. So those were the fries I grew up on. So when people tell me that In-N-Out tastes the way that it does because it's fresh, I disagree with that because I've had fresh fries my whole life. And they taste great. Yeah, it's the bee's knees. All right, I got a follow up question for yeah. fries in general. And I, I have one too. Okay, um, room temperature ketchup or refrigerated ketchup? <sighs> Ranch. What are you talking about? Oh, no. What? What are you bumping your fist? Oh no! 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 
Oh, wait. Um, part time wants to jump on real quick. Uh, not, nap, nap time. I'm nap time. This is my daughter, <laughs> Samantha. So, what were you saying? I like ranch, not ketchup, because I don't like tomatoes. Oh, all right. No tomatoes. But I cold, man, right? Yeah, I like, agree. I agree. Refrigerated ketchup, right? Well, but, yeah, okay, no, but I like room temperature. I think, oh. <laughs> no. you, I like the no, cold. Look, no, it's that's cold. Why, like, it's good. When I go you get food, right? I go get food. Like, oh, do you want ketchup? I'm like, nah, I'm good because when I go home. Go home, yeah, take out the refrigerator, right? Ketchup unlimited. Yeah, you take <laughs> it out the refrigerator. You don't leave it in the pantry. Rookie, Rookie sauce, move, Noah. I no. could no. eat okay. ketchup, but I'd rather not. Here's what you do. You say yes, ketchup, and then you, you save it. you save it. That's wartime rationing. That's absolute best. Now, let me ask you this. Wait, I actually think I have like five-year-old ketchup still in my fridge that I have not <laughs> thrown out yet. I don't think it ever goes bad. No, um, it's like Twinkies, right? Yeah, it never yeah, goes bad. Yeah, it's fun. I drink, um, I drink a, I told you this, on Super Bowl uh, Sunday, I accidentally drank a Diet Coke that was three years expired. Three years. You're alive? I, it tasted weird. It's only Mountain Dew, man. Mountain Dew's the only one that goes radioactive after the, after the <laughs> final Dew. I was, very, I was very concerned for a while. <laughs> now, let me ask you this, Aaron, because yeah. um, you are a, a, a cultural appropriator and you can uh, help us toss out things. Right. Um, is it one of the most quintessential white things to offer a version of ketchup like how slater's 50 50 does their like bacon ketchup like is that something that you see <laughs> and you just go, okay i'm not at the right location all right no not at all well you know I, there's one exception i think my kids will probably agree with this last summer um after aau we went to gordon ramsey's burger joint in vegas and everything was great except for the ketchup, the ketchup Ooh. The, the, it was like homemade ketchup but samantha you don't like ketchup <laughs> well, I said that I could eat it, but I'd rather not to if you were listening. Oh, no. I might have to leave. I might have to leave the building. I'm, I'm going to hide under this table for the next minute and a half. That, yeah, that hurt. Like, ketchup. You just, you know, you, you can't mess with ketchup. Yeah. Just like, it is what it is, say, man. You know? Wait, I'll throw one out there. Spicy ketchup. <laughs> yeah, no, really? Yeah, he's crazy. Huh? No, and I used to do is I used to take the little, like, you know, the little, like, well, I don't know what the proper word is, the little, like, circle cup things of ketchup? Yeah. And then I'd take hot sauce and pour it in there and then shake it up. Wherever it's floats different. your boat, man. You do, yeah. I <laughs> if guess. that's what you into. <laughs> I'm, I'm into that. Oh, no, that's man. I think the kids would say that's not juvie. That's is that the new word? at all. Yeah. I thought drip was a new word. It's like, there's a multitude of words. Like, you would have changed your license plate again. Are you ready? If, if uh, it, what would it be right now? If you had a, would it be drip hey, with hey, a what, lot of peas? Juby, like, that's not, that's a, that, yeah, that's a that's an appropriate word that's for that. That's not bracking. <laughs> that went too? That went too. That's, that's YG, that's YG effect right there. <laughs> All right, we got 40 seconds left. Um, I am officially You're not juvie, owned. bro. I am. I this is the second time, the second time this week you a middle schooler has owned me. Bodied by a nine-year-old. No, no, this is. Samantha, how old are you? Nine. Oh, Played man, an elementary school kid. No, a middle school Love kid it. got me on Instagram because my Instagram thing is at real Tommy Morris, and he just commented on one of my pictures. His name was Tommy underscore Morris, and he said, no, you're not. I am. It's a middle schooler. Own me. <laughs> Sorry. And you have it's been a bad week. No it's been a bad That's a lose lose situation, bro. <laughs> you can't say nothing either. No. Stacking those L's up. Like All right. Ball. Yep. On that note, we got to get out of here. Thank you for wow. listening. We'll be back Thursday. You're listening to Southern California Prep Insider Sports Radio here at San Diego Sports Leader, the Mighty 1090. Go, Ranch.